Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Okay, now, WTIC, I'm just going through old pieces of tape. I love this topic, the ways that uh, big government destroys things and then comes back looking for a new plan because only they make great plans that solve all of our problems, right? I was just listening to one where um, Edward R. Morrow, you remember him, news guy from I don't know, 60 years ago or something. He was the first guy who went up into a weather plane that flew in the middle of a hurricane in the eye of a storm. And uh, this uh, piece of tape I was listening to was John Dickerson from CBS News, and he was talking about how the... um, Well, listen, I've got time to play it for you. Um, And this has an interesting little... Um, role to play in presidential history because as the networks become obsessed with the live drama of weather, which they can now cover with their cameras, um, it creates a national drama that you then need a president to step on stage to be a player in. Um, And so it sort of begins, you could argue that Murrow's trip into the hurricane begins the um, uh, history of presidents and disasters, but <laughs> not the kind of disasters I'm talking about, not general policy disasters, but uh, but presidents seeing storms because the government funded planes that could fly in the middle of storms and they brought reporters up there with TV cameras that they could report on. Presidents saw this all this limelight that they were missing out on. And that's when they decided to do something that was unconstitutional and inappropriate, and that is decide that they should be the center of storm solutions, and they created that federal agency that hands out money the way Democrats like to hand it out, like it's play money, like it's monopoly money. Speaking of monopoly money, let's go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center where there's so much cash around. I think because uh, every moment of delay causes a quarter to drop out of the machine that Mark Christopher works in front of. We need um, we need some more ink, I can tell you that. We're running a little <laughs> bit low on ink right now. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, right now we're just dealing with coins until we get the ink in. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080.
The uh, the caller who called in before, the uh, Barbara. What was that? Do you remember what that thing is that she was talking about? That conspiracy theory thing, Joey. It's like um, Heinz fifty seven, something like that. I can't remember what it was called. But but the I just got a note from uh, from somebody who said you had you keep forgetting, Todd. <laughs> Let me redo what he said. You need to be reminded that it's all about control and getting reelected. That's of paramount concern. Just about all budget dollars, two and four people and related costs. Computers, especially those, especially those used for customer service, are capable of significantly reducing the need for employees in those roles. Corporate systems have been benefiting from these savings for 80 years and eliminated millions of jobs. M&T Bank is a good example of that. Yeah, but but the um, they don't they don't eliminate workers in government just because they're not needed anymore. They are needed because their purpose is to help rig elections. And the reason why the conspiracy theories sometimes miss the mark, I'm not saying they're all wrong. I'm, uh, conspiracy theories are important to have because we need to expand our imaginations with regard to the insidious nature of government and the utter destruction that it has heaped on us. And I, I always imagine when I say that on the radio, I, I envision some, uh, you know, professor driving home from work from Yukon or an announcer at government radio driving home and, and uh, give, doing a little guffaw at how, uh, stupid it is or or worse fearing for the well-being of the country because people are so cynical and the I fear for the well-being of the country that people don't understand by our very natures what government is and what it has become and what an unstoppable force and the the, the really amazing thing about it is that the evidence is right there in front of our faces, and we are so we are so confused by narratives, by stories that they tell us. When they tell us how compassionate they are and how much they love people and they just want to make their lives better. But for, you know, we can go back to the 50s and see how government was making their lives worse, and it's, and, and it's linear. And they're just getting around now to trying to get rid of the programs that ruin those lives 50, 60 years ago. Why do blacks have less family wealth? Have you seen those statistics? Because they weren't allowed to buy homes. Because the government, the Democrats in the government, blocked them. Redlining is not something that banks invented. Redlining was invented by big government. That the Democrats fight every day to create more of the founders created a, an antidote to big government and that is a system that would require that the people be in charge and these plunderers who control the state of Connecticut right now they are awful disgusting destructive people and just because they're walking around looking pretty in their suits and driving their nice cars and they've got their law practices and their accounting practices and they sit there and talk with a superior attitude doesn't mean that they're decent people. It just means they've learned how to act in such a way that you would find it hard to believe that somebody who looks so normal could be 
part of a conspiracy that is so deadly and destructive. And that's where we are right now in America. Connecticut is, by their own admission, $100 billion in debt. But it's not really Connecticut, it's you. Because you take that lump sum and you divide it by the number of people in the state, and that's how much each person owes. I think it comes out to $52,000 or $57,000. It's the highest per-person debt in the country. And what's that per-person debt for? It's for them to rig elections. It's for them to buy the votes of their favorite constituency. Public sector union workers. I'm not saying this against the workers. I'm saying this against the Democrats who created the scam. And it's bankrupted the state of Connecticut. And they've got this new thing, the Democrats. They've decided to go full bore. Just destroy everything economically. It doesn't matter anymore. That's what they were thinking when they were appropriating that $7 trillion over the last year, or whatever it was. Sending that money around to buy votes, that's the only purpose the Democrats care about, is they wanted to shut down the economy for COVID. They wanted to make absolutely stupid decisions, destructive, hateful decisions, because they were scared about COVID and because they don't know anything. They're just dopes. Like Ned Lamont knows nothing about anything. So when... When he got instructions from the CDC, follow those instructions. When he talked with Andrew Cuomo about how they were going to uh, how they were going to protect everybody, keep everybody safe. Remember the phrase, "Keep you safe." We're just going to keep you safe. The conclusion they came to was to kill people. They developed a scheme to kill as many people as possible, not on purpose, just because they're stupid. And because government is complicated with all of its conflicting constituencies, and you have to make sure everybody's happy if you want to get reelected. But Ned Lamont never thought about what would be best policy for COVID because that was easy. That was easy. You protect the vulnerable people, the senior citizens who are locked in nursing homes. You protect them. You protect the people who work with them. And you invest a ton of money in that, and that would cost a fraction. And you wouldn't have had to bankrupt the country further. The country is now $31 trillion in debt. $31 trillion federally. And $100 billion that the Democrats admit to without going into their, uh, the tricks they play with the accounting to make those numbers seem smaller than they are. So we have to, when we're thinking about what they do, I'm, I'm not kidding when I talk about their destructiveness, and I'm not being hyperbolic. This country created more wealth than has ever been created anywhere in the history of mankind in the post-war era. And these guys, with their compassionate big government, have destroyed all that money. Like, we don't have it anymore. We just have, we have debt. We have debt. It would be okay if they just left us broke. But we owe all that money. And that's why it hurts so much to live in Connecticut, because the taxes you pay are amongst the highest in the country. And the electric bills you pay are amongst the highest in the country. 
And that's where we are. So that's how this thing works. Isn't it amazing? It's amazing. It's amazing what we can sit here and look at every day and not see. And that is the nature of life. People, the thieves go. Who, who was the, uh, I never remember his name, the Depression era bank robber. Why do you rob banks? Because that's where the money is. Why do you rob taxpayers? Why do you run for office? Why do you want to be in that position right next to the vault with all the big pots of gold in it? Because that's where the money is. Quite fascinating, but it's as, it's as simple as that. It is as simple as that. I've got a little scratchy throat. I apologize. All right, let's play some rants. I've ranted long enough. Let's give you a chance. You ready? You ready? Let's see if I can hey, get this thing Todd. going. There it is. Yeah, our Governor Lamont is a great leader. Um, do you recall that he cried crocodile tears to the teenager that died from COVID? Oh, that was hit by a car. Oh, and don't forget his wonderful advertisements that say that our government is doing so well. we got all this extra money. Yeah, he's a leader, a misleader. It's the only thing you can do is mislead. He is a misleader. I like that word. I'd never thought of that. He is a misleader. He is a devious, hateful creature who hurts people for a living. Wow. Todd, you're an idiot. I'm listening to you now. Yeah? Right now? You're clueless. Okay. That's why we've got all these problems in this country. Wait, because I'm clueless? That's why we have all these problems? What did I say to cause these problems? What, what clueless statement had so much power, please? You have no clue what you're talking about. You're an idiot. God, I love that voice. He reminds me of the cookie monster, doesn't he? I want, I, I hope when you calm down, caller, that you'll do some recordings for me. Because I have this character I've been wanting to, uh, I think you gave this a shot once, Joe. I, I want to have a money monster or something like that who just eats money to record things for me all the time. <laughs> That's exactly my vision for how he should sound. Todd, you're an idiot. I'm listening to you now. You're clueless. That's why we got all these problems in this country. You have no clue what you're talking about. You're an idiot. Oh, that's beautiful. That is I feel if you want me to do that, I'd have to, like, down a fifth of Jack Daniels. Yeah. Do you think that's how he did it? I don't know. I'm just saying that's how I'd have to sound like that. I right. It's funny he, he called me an idiot because I read yesterday. Now I'm curious why you're an idiot, though. Like, if someone's going to call the rant line, I'm going to rant about this. At least let us know why we're an idiot. But when you've had that much of Jack Daniels, you don't really need reasons, Like, was it right? you were talking about the state highways? Was it talking about this thing or that thing? Or, you know, at least give us some context. Everyone's an idiot about something. That's how so we improve. I, Let me know why I was an idiot. That, that would be helpful. Would you look up definition? No. What's the word for the history of words? There, I was reading yesterday about the history of the word idiot. It's so funny that this call came in. And... And it was a really nice original meaning. 
that the word was derived from. It was really interesting. Hey, Todd, Jerry of Naugatuck. Jerry! Uh, Jerry is the most amazing guy, although he usually sounds a little upbeat, more upbeat than he is today. In regards to Senator Tuberville's remarks, uh, I'm glad you said it was uh, in regards to uh, socioeconomic issues, and, it, and it's not really racist. Uh, I tend to agree with that. Uh, I, I tend to side with uh, Tuberville since since uh, the Democrats, what, what could you believe what the do- Democrats have done? Their record of lying and, and the dysfunction and all the chaos. They can't do or fix anything under uh Yes, but that's you know, a President that's a Biden. different subject. So yeah, the mean, just, the way to defend Republicans is not to um or the way to attack Democrats, to justify attacking Democrats, is not to um compare them to Republicans or I mean you just have the conversation about what did they do wrong? What did they do wrong? It is possible that Tuberville did something wrong. He's just a politician. We know politicians do things wrong as a matter of course. They're like used car salesmen. Would you run around talking about used car salesmen like they were the second coming? Why do we do this with politicians? They're looking for power. They're looking for sales. They want you to take the car off the lot that the manager wants off the lot. Doesn't matter if it's the one you came in for. Doesn't matter if it's in your price range. Doesn't matter if you would hate it because it's an awful lemon. The motivation of the used car salesman is to make his sales manager happy and get you out of there in the car that they need off the lot. And that's how politics works. They don't care about you. They just want you to take the ride they want you to take. Sorry, Jerry. We'll uh, we'll recue that and give you the whole thing after we get ourselves a news update. We'll start off with a BPS Lawyer Traffic Center visit. Mark Christopher watching the roads. And Mark, traffic? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The world is changing. Are you listening? WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, good afternoon. Colds are such curious things, aren't they? Sometimes you don't know which way they're going to go. This morning I thought, oh, I've got symptoms, but maybe maybe this will be the peak of it. You know how in the morning sometimes it's worse? Maybe it'll go away, but it hasn't gone away. It's gotten feels like it's setting in a little bit. All right, let's listen to Jerry. Hey, Todd, Jerry of Naugatuck. Uh Great show, uh, Monday. Uh, in regards to Senator Tuberville's remarks, uh, I'm glad you said it was uh, in regards to uh, socioeconomic issues, and, it, and it's not really racist. Uh, I tend to agree with that. I, I tend to side with uh, Tuberville since since uh, the Democrats. 
what, what could you believe what the do- Democrats have done? Their record of lying and, and the dysfunction and all the chaos. They can't do or fix anything under, uh, you know, President Biden. I mean, just look at their failures, you know, of the Democrat record. You know, I believe Tuber, Tuberville's remarks are their October surprise by the Republicans. Never mind the Democrats. They, they, they do a surprise every every day, every week with their, with their constant failures. You know, so people are sick and tired of, of seeing on TV all these failures and, and feeling the, up, the, the outrageous uptick of, of the crime wave, you know, while further insecurity uh, is promoted by the Democrats through the open borders. I mean, it's ridiculous. Anybody that votes for a Democrat is voting against their own traditional lives. I mean, come on. We remember in November, and I hope there's a tsunami of GOP Republican candidates, preferably Trump candidates, that will oust these Democrats out for a generation. The hell with them. They stink. We remember in November. Thanks, Todd. The only thing is that if you want to convince the other side of the obvious, because the trouble is they've got a false narrative in their heads that Democrats are good, loving, caring, compassionate people who are just trying to make lives better. And they've just had a, a string of bad luck, you know, for the last 80 years. They've been starting the Klan and, and um, starting segregation in cities, as we were talking about earlier, and, and, and uh, keeping blacks out of uh, suburban housing as, the, as part of the, the deeds that they weren't allowed to buy. You know, they've been doing all these awful things. And if we allow them by being so generous with saying the things they've pre-branded as racist, like Tuberville is doing. Tuberville's dancing around a line, it seems to me, for political gain. And we shouldn't support that because we want to be able to do outreach to black voters and other minorities and, and white poor voters and be able to make a case for the fact that small government is better than this big oppressive government that created the Ku Klux Klan and created all these bad things like segregation, which the Democrats did. 860-522-9842. BPS Lawyers Traffic Center is where we're heading. Mark Christopher with a report on those Tuesday roads. Mark. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Okay, okay. Is that red? Joey does secret guests. Doesn't tell me who's on the line. We have this little, um, we have this little sort of a telepathic thing going on, and it works. See, I knew who was there. Yeah, I know there's something about red. Red's line flashes differently than everybody else's. He's got a unique uh, rhythm to it. Red Janky from the-red-line.com. Hello there, Red. Hey there, Todd. Uh, is this a version of Beam Me In, Scotty? Yeah, everything is a, a version of that, yeah. I think. So you're well, beamed in. What are you beamed Washington. in on? What are your uh, beams aimed at? Pardon me? What are your beams aimed at? Well, it just came across uh, the news wires that... Uh, 
the Congressional Budget Office has determined that we had a $1.4 trillion deficit and uh, the fiscal year just closed out on September 30th. How does that compare to how we've been doing lately? That sounds kind uh, of small, better. is it? It's much better because, quite frankly, we're we're no longer in pandemic lockdown, so we, we actually have an economy that's working uh, for the first time um, compared to the prior two years and inflation is pushing everyone up into higher tax brackets. And more people are working, not to say that um, as many people uh, as should be working are working. Um, That's still, because of the, the broken, I don't know what it is, psyche of America or something. Well, psychological on its plus, um, you know, I can't enumerate them, but there are continuing income support programs all you have to do is look at California, where um, Governor Newsom is handing out another round of what's called helicopter money. He's sending about a thousand dollars to every um, citizen of the state. Or and um, who is uh, Ned? Just Ned's just doing a thousand dollar vote buying scheme. Who's that for? Do you recall? Uh, I think the thousand uh, that, that nurses doing is for frontline workers for hero pay during the hero uh, pay, pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Of course, they've um, appropriated I think thirty million, and the applications are something like three hundred million. Can you so, imagine though, if somebody wrote Ned Lamont to check for a thousand dollars and said, "Here you go, bud. You did a great job. We just wanted you to." to really be able to relax financially, so we're writing you a check for $1,000. I mean, what is that? You know, it, it, it goes to one of my favorite um, uh, sayings, if you will, differentiating between the left and the right, Democrats and Republicans, liberals and conservatives. And um, to the left, all that matters is good intention. And on the right, we actually want things to work. And it, it's great good intention to hand out $1,000 to everyone in the state who is working on the front lines. How yes, but if inflation is eating owners, away another several thousand dollars out of our pocket each year. Who are not allowed to work during that time frame well, that's because Ned had shut them down. Well, that's how you make all that go away, those memories, and, and you freshen them up with kinder, gentler memories of squandered yeah. assets. Uh, at any rate, it's, um, the, the outlook is not, uh, is not rosy. Um, the federal budget may have um, shrunk from just a, an abyss um, to half an abyss, um, but the future outlook uh, is not so rosy with the stock market today reaching new lows. Um, the NASDAQ has now reached a two-year low. I think it's actually been 20. It, it, it's now um, down to a level where it was 27 months ago. Um, and that doesn't look like a trend that's reversing. In terms of uh, down twenty five percent, and still Ned Lamont and his budget gurus think that they're going to have 
a continuation of the ginormous income stream from stock market gains when Connecticut citizens, uh, higher income citizens, and wealthier citizens file their taxes next April. But they know that's over. Well, they know it's over, of course, but they're not admitting it's over. The official line is they're still going to have a $1.8 billion excess of that kind of revenue, and that excess cannot be spent, so it has to be put in the, into the rainy day fund. And from there, it can't really address rainy days unless they it begins to pour very quickly and very torrentially, and it may. Um, otherwise, it goes into to public sector pension funds. Do you think uh, the average voter has any idea that what they do when there's an election coming up and it looks like the economy is getting worse, or in this case where it's already gotten worse, is that they try to cover it up and trick people into thinking everything's wonderful until after the election. And usually within a couple of weeks after the election, the, the tide turns. Well, Todd, there is something called the consensus revenue forecast in Connecticut. And it's issued uh, three or four times a year on agreed-upon dates between the, the majority party, i.e. the dictators on the left, and the minority party, who are uh, vastly outnumbered, uh, kind of like the last you know, five minutes of uh, General Custer's life when they were closing in from all sides and he and 20, got, 20 troopers were the only ones left. That's kind of the status of the minority party in this state. Um, so agreeing on these dates, the date there's no revenue, consensus revenue forecast update from May until early, late November, conveniently instituting a blackout during the on the fiscal election. condition of the state during election season. Total blackout because it would be unfair to people running for re-election to have to have data out there that would indicate what kind of performance they've achieved. Precisely. All right, Red. Sounds nice and gloomy, like your usual visit. Yeah, I, you know, I try and call the weather the way it is. Yeah. Well, you're the first. I mean, the first person to call the weather like it is. Because they, uh, they do assign narratives. I had this revelation about narrative the other day. Because, you know, a lot of times people don't understand what you're talking about when you talk about narrative. So uh, when was it the, I'm trying to think when, the last week was warm, right? We had a couple of days that were really toasty warm, and then it got cool over the weekend. Am I remembering that right? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So they were saying on the weather, oh, it's going to be cold this weekend. The, the weekend comes, and the, I don't know, I forget which day was which, but beautiful. It was gorgeous. Yeah, it was. But they had put me in a negative frame of mind on it because the narrative they were offering was that it was going to be much colder. But it wasn't much colder. It was a little bit colder. And it was so gorgeous. It, it's, I think it's maybe the first time in my life I like to fall day. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it really was. It was it was a moderated day of Indian summer. Yeah, when you get that heat, still feeling like uh, you know, like you're in in the underneath the the lamps and and working on your tan so you can turn red and live up to your name, Red. <laughs> Where did you get that name, by the way? 
Well, I have a lengthier version of that, which my parents bestowed upon me, <laughs> which is three syllables. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether I can remember three syllables. Oh, come on, you have to share. Order. You have to share with us. The proper order is Reddington. Reddington, I love that. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? Yes, were you born, like, worth $150 million, like Ned? Y- you know, uh, I, I have to tell you, you have to subtract too many zeros. Oh, okay. <laughs> because if you have a name like Reddington for your first name, that should come with a certain amount of money. It should be a matter of law. Uh, you know, I, what, are you suggesting that I should have uh, special treatment under Connecticut's new baby bond uh, program? <laughs> I should be the one, um, the elderliest member of the group, and I should get a bonus payment. Reddington, what a glorious name! Do you uh, drive around in a little 1964 MG? With uh, a, you know, I don't. You don't. I What's don't. wrong with you? You <laughs> sh- and and a scarf blowing out behind you with the top down, even in the dead of winter. Come on, Red. <laughs> no, I've actually um, reassigned that gig to um, the <laughs> aforementioned uh, Governor Ned Lamont. He doesn't drive. No, occasionally he gets out and tools around in an MG or a a BMW Mini, I'm sure. And um, you know what's said about Ned? What's what's said about Ned? Good little rhyme. You know, it's 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 widely believed that he was. And I think you just mentioned this. That he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. That's wrong. The spoon? Gold. It was gold. With diamond studs. Exactly. Yes. All right, Red Janky, you've now worn out your welcome because you brought it back to Ned Lamont. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to repeat that name and have good vibes um, at the same time when you actually know what he's, he hasn't done. It's not that he's an evildoer. It's that Ned is, an, is a negligent non-doer of titanic proportion. Oh, I dis- I disagree because of the lying. If you're going to tell lie and pose and cover up and and make sure there's no transparency and hurt people's financial well-being and then cover it all up and and pitch the opposite, I would say that's an evil person. Well, you know, I'm going to cut him some slack on that. I don't think he's evil in the in 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 terms of premeditation, I think what he is is he's just putting the best face on a campaign to get re- reelected, <laughs> and yes. the 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 fictions have really been created for him, not by him, and that's consistent with what I just said. He's a titanic. Oh, you're, but you're you're leaving out what a natural liar he is, and how it's his first instinct, and how he has no concern over people's lives being ruined because he's too uh, disinterested in being governor to, to pay attention in a meeting when they're saying a deadly storm is coming through. And he tells people everything's going to be fine. We don't need to shut anything down because of the storm. And he loves to assert authority and be in the position of authority, but he doesn't care one iota about whether anything he's saying is valid or trustworthy. He just knows how to con people. He is a con man. 
a confidence he's a con man. man. But he's it, it's such a surface level, Todd. He's what he's more in my mind. He's someone who um, is has been floated along in life, and he's taking credit for the tide, with which, of course, he has no doing whatsoever. Well, that... <laughs> he's just floated on high tide his whole life. That's Without true. Any effort of his own, and he's never—that's right—he's never made any effort to make himself a useful citizen or to use the incredible gifts with which he was born to make the world a better place. It's all self-aggrandizement. It's all about how great he is and how wonderful he is. I'm not just talking about the governorship; it's the whole thing. You got me on a sour subject, Red Janky, the dash red dash line dot com. Thank you so much for joining us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 